Hey, what's up, podcast? It's Jeff. Just want to jump in here. This is a special bonus episode of Teach Better Talk. This is actually going to be a the audio uh, recording from a Facebook Live that our team is doing every single day, Monday through Friday um, at 8 a.m. Eastern Time in our Facebook private group. You can get in that group at teachbettergroup.com or uh, go on to Facebook and just search Teach Better Team. You'll see our page and then you'll see the group get in there. So here we go, a special bonus episode of Teach Better Talk pulled from one of our Facebook Live videos in our private group at teachbettergroup.com. Hope you enjoy. We're here for our daily drop-in. Um, if you're listening to this later on the podcast, we're glad to have you with us. I'm going to give everyone a couple minutes to come in and ask questions. Um, I've been working with Rob for the last couple years. We've been connected. Um, he also has an awesome uh, hashtag called Beyond the Desk. Um, he does a lot of amazing work as an administrator. And his building is Cameron Elementary, which is a K through uh, eight, six, K five. K five. Wow, I I should know that. Um, it was a K. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a K through five building. So I think he can offer a unique perspective this morning. Um, and Andrea is already saying good morning. So welcome, Andrea. So Robert, um, you want to take a minute? Just tell me a little bit about how you're doing, uh, how you're feeling, just with everything going on. And uh, good morning, my friend. Well, good morning to you, Chad. It's good to see you. Um, we miss having you down here. So you were one of the things that we missed out on was the fact that you were supposed to be here. Uh, we've been working on the grid method and get my teachers prepared for that. So unfortunately, some of the projects we've had in place have kind of had to take a back seat right now. And so that's a little frustrating for me because we put a lot of time and effort into building something. So right. taking a break has been a little stressful. But we are currently on, we are off, we're working from home on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays as an administrator, we got to come into school. Uh, we're working half days, nine to one, and we just kind of come in and kind of check the phones, answer questions for parents, uh, just check on the work that's being done around the school. So for me, uh, one of the biggest challenges right now is just kind of keeping everybody together, finding ways to make sure that we, everybody's staying on track and we're getting communicating with kids and touching base with kids on a regular basis and just making sure that the work's still getting done. Um, unfortunately, you know, as a teacher, like, you know, we're working on classroom and getting uh, materials and information out there and doing all this different stuff. But from the leadership aspect, like title one, still, still going, still got to get all your paperwork done. Um, still yeah. have to plan it for next year, getting rosters done, getting teacher allotments done. There's just so much that still has to occur. That's, taking place and it doesn't stop just because of right so yeah that and that's a great point rob that so from an administrative standpoint you have this dual role right now which is sort of like keep the ship afloat keep it going with all your day-to-day kind of sort of responsibilities paperwork making sure the lights stay on and everything else (laughs) and then there's like this human aspect, right, of like making sure your teachers have what they need, making sure your kiddos are are feeling okay at a distance now, right? Because you can't yeah. say hi to them every single day in the hall. I want to take a minute. I want to say hi to Ray, Jeff, Alex Valensek, and Andrea. You guys are all checking us out this morning. Good morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, but absolutely. So that's a huge balancing act. I feel like it must be for you. It is. It's uh, it, it's offered its own unique challenges. So, like, 
you know, my staff, like, they have about an average 24 years teaching experience. So, like, I have veteran staff, and they're wonderful. Your staff's um, awesome. <laughs> and so, but it's been interesting because there's such a dynamic and such a difference between my teachers because I have some that have just embraced technology and are just running with it. They're doing videos and doing all this online classes and all this great stuff. And I have others who are like, okay, I just got to get packets together. I got to, I can make phone calls to kids and, and that's all okay. I mean, they're still trying to connect with kids and making those different connections, but it's been very interesting. Like we're having staff meetings on zoom and trying to get everybody to come in and join different staff meetings, um, trying to expose them to different technologies like Google meet and show them all these different things. And it's just been very PD heavy and trying to get teachers on board and to better understand what needs to be done. But then it's also trying to make them understand like the anxiety that we're all going through as teachers and administrators and just that feeling of that social distancing where you can't be together all the time and yeah. the anxiety that that creates. Our kids are also experiencing that. And it's finding ways to connect with them. Like it's not, you know, Cameron Elementary, we have, we're about 75% free and reduced lunch. And so a lot of our families don't have technology. And so it's very difficult. And the ones that do have technology, their parents are working. And some of them are working from right. home. So there's that battle of getting who gets the computer today, what time, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, and we, we've been going through, we were just talking about that earlier in the past. Yeah. Like, you know, my wife has conference calls every day. So, like, when we're at home, like, you know, like, I have my home office now. So I'm coming in from the from the garage and my home office and then going in to watch the kids so she can go connect with her students. And so it's been that challenge. But our kids. You know, not every one of them has a computer. So, like, our teachers are actually making phone calls, and they're calling the kids wow. at home. We're using a Remind to go and just kind of keep connected. And, you know, one of my expectations for my staff is you need to talk to every kid at least once a week. And they have to have that. some part of communication with it, whether it's through email, whether it's through the Remind app, whether it's through you creating videos and getting responses on your videos or Google Classroom or Google Meet. I don't, I don't care how we do it, but we got to take time to make sure that we're having that connection because, one of the most important parts of school is you gotta have that relationship. You put 100%. the content out there and they're, they're gonna get the content, they're gonna work on the content, but they need right. that relationship piece. They gotta have that time, that face-to-face -face interaction with you because they need to see you. They need to know that you're okay just like you need to know they're okay. I love that. I actually think I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that for our audience right now. If anyone here is listening, I think that's a great rule of thumb for every teacher to think about right now. And every week, try to at least have some sort of touch, some sort of connection with every one of your students. And I also want to touch on something else you said, that some teachers are doing packets, some teachers are doing all, all online. And I know you have an amazing staff, Rob. I've worked with them. Um, we've, we've coached them together, and, and, and they're, they're fantastic to work with. They're just rock stars. So I have no doubt that they're killing this right now. But one of the things you said was whether you're doing packets or using technology, it's all good. It's all, it's all for the same purpose. And there's not necessarily right now a right or wrong answer. It's just a matter of like, are we leveraging the tools and resources we have to the best of our ability? Because if we are seeing gaps and pieces um, like that's when sometimes technology can step up that game and make those connections that you want your staff to have a little bit easier. Because if you have a Zoom call where you invite 20 kids at a time in, it's really easy to make that connection because you've now connected with 20 kids as opposed to making 20 separate phone calls. So now if you're coaching your teachers, right, you've now made them 
uh, Jeff is wearing his his Cam Scott's proud T-shirt right now. I should have totally worn mine. It's in the it's in my drawer. Thank <laughs> Sorry, you, I had to put that up. <laughs> um, but I, I I love that because that's when that that sort of coach and support can come in and go, hey, I realize you're doing X Y Z, but if you do this or that. Maybe you can connect more efficiently, save yourself some time, and save yourself some sanity, honestly. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the struggles that, that I originally had was when this all came about, I mean, it was quick. And we just quickly came out <laughs> just figuring out, like, what are we going to do? You know, like, right. one day we're in school and everything's going well. And, and that afternoon, next thing you know, like, we're not coming back to school anymore for two weeks. And it's like, okay, what do we do? And so we got packed <laughs> and we put papers together and, you know, we put all this information in and one of my one of the expectations of the county was that we weren't going to teach anything new it had to be just review and we right. were going to maintain the skills on. right just keep them where they're at so you can build later yeah so we can build later and so these packets were just a big bundle of worksheets you know and like and teachers didn't have the time to go and put like a lesson plan or anything together like it was just a packet of worksheets and like and i know like my first grade child like we got home and like there's just all these like well, when are we supposed to do these like what's what's it supposed to look like you know, unfortunately, my kids have two teachers at home, but then sure, you have these other families who don't have any experience with teaching, have no idea, you know, what a proper noun is versus a regular noun. You know, like they're, they're trying to figure all this stuff out. They're trying to break all this information down and they don't know where to begin. And so sure. that was that we had to always take a step back on the second time that we sent out packets was how do we go and set this up? And you know, just like if we were doing it for a substitute teacher. You have to lay a plan yeah. out and put a plan in place because parents need something to follow. They don't sure. know how this goes together with this and how this all fits in. And if we're not able yet to go and start creating those videos where we're explaining everything in detail and, and kind of providing those online lessons for those kids, because our kids don't have technology to take home with them. Um, you know, like six through 12, they all have their own laptops. K5 doesn't have any type of technology to take sure. home with them. So they don't have that skill skill set yet that they need um, to go and be extremely successful. Like, yeah, I just saw somebody post something about seesaw. Seesaw is wonderful, but yet your K two students, they don't have the technology skills to be right. overly successful. So if they don't have the parent support at home with that parent working with them. It makes it really, really difficult. So, what I'm what I found as you know as I keep learning as this process keeps continuing is we got to we got to be purposeful and we got to be out there and it, everything's got to be laid out just like it is for any substitute teacher coming into your classroom. You have to have a plan in place and lay it out and it can't just be all willing. Well, here's some packets to keep them, their skills up. Sure. It, it's got to just be a plan. I want to, I want to build on something you just said. And it's uh, for me, what I'm hearing over and over again, just through kind of your message is like, it's quality over quantity, right? Absolutely. I feel like a lot of teachers go into this mode of, I have to fill time, right? I have to fill like X amount of time. But if you look at best practice for an elementary student, you know, you're talking K through five, one to two hours a day of schoolwork is, is essentially what we're trying to hit. So like, if you're trying to fill, six hours a day, that's a lot of worksheets. It's a lot of packets. That's a lot of frustration. But if you're really looking at, um, if you're really looking at the quality of the work or more like open-ended questions or explorations or projects and things like that, it's less stress for the student. It's less stress for the, for the parents. 
Another thing I, uh, I really like that you mentioned is organization and clarity for the, for the parent, right? So for our K through five, like you're dealing with, um, they may not be able to just log on to a Google Classroom like a high school student can and go, here's right. my assignments for the day. They're going to need, um, and you said this is where the technology comes in, and I think that's very, very much true, is you need to provide universal access to those instructions and that guidance. So if you record a video of yourself explaining activity 1.2 or something like that, now the parent can watch that with the student and that there's some guidance there. So then the teacher's not completely removed. Whereas if it's just a sheet of paper, it's just up to the student and the parent to just figure it out versus having technology come in and like help bridge that gap. So I absolutely um, love that. So Andrea mentioned that she's spoiled as a middle school teacher whose students are all one-to-one -one and it makes it so much easier to connect with them. So absolutely. I, I, I'm hearing a lot of agreement in terms of, you know, they are realizing that the older students are, are having a little bit easier. So let's talk about that a little bit because we have a bunch of middle school teachers, a bunch of high school teachers. Then there's this other, I, I call it a different beast, which is elementary students, right? So some of these students are still learning how to click a mouse. Some of these students are still learning their letters. So they're not going to be able to read directions, right? Now, the cool thing is I've literally seen the grid method, self-paced mastery work in your kindergarten classrooms, in your Absolutely. building. So I know that the capacity to learn in a self-paced environment exists, right? Yep. But still have to be very mindful of the scaffolds and the additional support that those students need to be successful in that environment. So what are some of sort of the elementary scaffolds that exists uh, that your teachers are putting into place so that your students can still be successful in these remote environments that you're seeing? So what we did is uh, we had to go back and create a, we created a Google web, which houses all our teacher videos, um, our teachers lessons. Um, we had to put it all in the one area because what, what we were getting from parents was that it just, it was too spread out. They're getting information from Facebook, from a neighbor <laughs> through our remind app through emails from me like they're just like there's just too much information coming from all different directions i needed something so we we did we created a google site and now everything goes on there so it's broken down like i have my own page all every grade level has their own page and then all my special teachers have their own page and what it did is it allowed us to have some resources but it also allowed us to share some of the stuff that we were doing so my fifth grade teachers have just been rocking these different videos of just breaking down the information for kids and going through um, they're using the same techniques that they were using in the classroom, but just recording themselves doing it like in front of kids. And so yeah. it is, they're putting those videos out there. Well, now my other grade level teachers are seeing it. And so now they're Love starting it. to do very similar stuff. So you're seeing it, it kind of trickles down and everybody's kind of doing the same thing. Now we're putting out different videos for kids. Um, we actually have teachers teaching lessons. We have office hours where they're getting online and helping kids and answering questions that they might have. Those kids that don't have that support at home because like, their parents are, you know, in another room trying to work, they're able to get on and talk to the teacher and ask questions. Like, I understand, what did you want me to do here or here? And provide that support for them. Um, I have other teachers who are taking, like, putting math problems on a piece of paper and taking a picture of it and using Remind, sending it out, asking the kids to send them their, their solution. And then actually connecting with those kids and and asking them to explain how did you get to that answer um so yeah. it, we're having to find different ways to break the information down but yet still 
provide feedback, provide sure. support that they need. And it's depending on the teacher's comfort level with technology, they're having to find different ways to do it. And so, yeah. um, you know, and it's been interesting to hear, like, you know, I have some teachers who come to me and they're like, oh, Robin, tried this today. Oh, I had a Google Meet. I had like 20 kids show up and they're really excited about it. But then I have another one who who calls and she she was like, Bob, you know, she's like, I, I talked to so-and-so on the phone today. We worked through this problem that I had that talked to so-and-so. They're all finding their own unique ways to connect with those kids and provide the support that they need. And they know their kids the best. I'm not trying to lay out everybody's going to follow the same plan because they all know what their kids need. They know better than anybody. And so um, you have to provide them the autonomy to just go out there and do what they need to do to support their children in the environment that their kids are in. So um, it's been very, very interesting. And I love that I had the risk takers who are out there trying all these different things. But I also love the fact that I just see these people, these teachers who are just taking this common everyday approach and sending emails and sending mine and, and calling on the phone because that's what needs to be done. You know, you have to work in within your comfort level, but you still have to be able to provide the support for those kids. And I love it, man. I love it. So I'm going to start like kind of taking apart some of the awesomeness that you just spewed all over this live chat. So I'm going to try to break down some of the highlights that I heard because there was so <laughs> much good stuff in there. I'm trying to just recall all of it. So First and foremost, I heard you talking about access, right? So providing access to these materials in a singular organized place. Um, and that's honestly, you know, Andrea just said that her transition from, from, from the physical classroom to digital learning, she's running the grid method in her classroom as well. And she said it was so easy because all her stuff was already in one place. It was already set up in this pathway and her students already knew how to use it. Um, so we're hearing that a lot. Um, but uh, additionally, it's so important that you're thinking about the barrage of information that parents are getting. So even if they're getting calls and emails and, and video conferences, like how is all that being curated and presented to the stakeholder? I really like your focus on that because if I'm a parent, I want to be able to go to one one place, like for you, it's your website. We even did the same thing um, at teachbetter.com. We put all of our digital resources, because that's just a really common theme right now, into uh -huh. a single page. So you can actually go to teachbetter.com right now and look at every digital learning or distance learning resource we have in a single place. That way you don't have to scroll through 57 menus or click Absolutely. 87 different notifications on your phone or your computer or your iPad, um, you know, regardless. So, um, and Alex Valensex uh, said that technology is one of our tools, but isn't a crutch. And I think that's a really good rule of thumb, Great right? Like we should be able, and as you said, all your students don't have technology. We should be able to create learning experiences that are more open-ended and more engaging rather than giving, here's 15 worksheets, like you said. And I actually think, based on our conversation so far, that you've almost evolved from that, right? Like you started with this, like these packets, and now you're starting to see this evolution of some of those best practices seeping their way back into the instruction and some of those great pedagogy pieces kind of coming in. Um, Andrea says, thank you, Robert, for supporting your teachers. So I know everyone you, wishes they were lucky enough to have the amazing Robert Breyer as their principal, but um, I'm sure your principals are cool too. Um, <laughs> um, but so I, I think that's a really great point. So I, I want to take a moment and highlight that just for another minute. Keeping all the resources in a central location for parents, I think is so huge. 
just because if I'm a parent, I don't need to sign into eight different accounts to see what my kid has to do. I want like a single hyperlinked Google sheet. I want a single grid or a single calendar or something where I can just go, what does my kid have to do today? What can they do to work on? And then all of it's right there. Um, so I totally think that's a great just overall something to think about as a teacher or as a team of teachers. So grade level teams, how are you communicating what your students have to do for each of the classes or school level teams? How are you communicating what parents need from your school? Um, so we have another user that just said they have a labeled virtual learning 2020. All the materials are located in one place. So that's that's going on. And so I got to give kudos to my county, uh, Moore County. What we decided to do is we are working with uh, all K five teachers. So each day we have a um, each day a week we have a different session for different grade levels. And what we do is like we have either a principal or a digital integration facilitator getting online, and we're working through best practices of doing remote learning. And so all teachers for like all like so I work with all our third grade teachers. So we've been talking about just different ways that we're communicating with kids and. Everybody is online. All third grade teachers from across our county are all on one Zoom conference talking wow. and sharing ideas and connecting with each other so they can kind of email each other and talk to each other. It's been such a great idea in the fact that it's allowing them to have the discussion around how do we still engage kids when kids aren't right in front of us. And sure, so sure. it kind of goes back to what you were saying with how do we do all this kind of stuff? and still get best practices in, still hit the pedagogy piece, but yet they're all having that central conversation around, well, what are you doing? How do you do this? How do I get my kids to understand this concept right now? Because they're not there with me. Like I know how to do it in the classroom. We have the manipulators, we can work through it, but how do I get them to do it at home? And so like I had one parent send me a video and so she was having class the other day and they were talking about fractions. So she had them in the, in the um, they were in, their kitchen and they were cooking and they baked a cake and it was just, you know, like that kind of, of work, like teachers are putting out these big, like they look like bingo boards of just ideas of things that you can do at home that tie into the concept and, and then yeah. kids some choice and it gives the parents some choice. Like, okay, I'm willing to do this. Yeah. I'm not willing to do that one. Like we're not going right. to go put something in my backyard. Like, you know, like it's interesting to see and parents you know, like, they're just as susceptible. You got to find ways to still connect with them. So, like next week, I'm offering a, a parent advisory council where nice. parents can actually get on and give me feedback about what we're doing and talk to me. So we're going to just get on to Zoom. I'm going to send the link out the, to my whole community. Let them get on and basically, I just want feedback about what are we doing, what can we do better, what do you need from us? Because they're the ones right now who, you know, like we've all thought before, like I'm very focused on my teachers and supporting teachers and making sure because if they're not getting the best for me, they can't be the best for kids. Well, right. now, now my teacher's roles have kind of shifted to now those are my parents. So now we have to ways of supporting yeah. them and making sure that they're getting the support that they need in the home so that they can be successful with their kids. So it just kind of brings on a different mentality that you have to start thinking a little bit outside of that normal routine that you do here at school and start passing it along to that home environment. Yeah, that's that's a crazy shift that I hadn't considered from a leadership perspective. So like now you have, instead of you know 30 teachers, you literally have 
120, uh, you know I mean? <laughs> because you have like, and you could almost think like, I have my core curriculum designers, right? Which are your, your normal teachers. And now we have this army of teachers aides that are helping the individual students that we have to provide these resources, structure and connection with. I really love Andrea just said, she loves how self-reflective you are. Um, Thank but, you, Andrea. Uh, but one of the things um, that I really want to touch on there is just like making sure your stakeholders have what they need from a leadership perspective. And then I also feel like um, what I've been telling a lot of teachers is make sure your leadership knows what you need, right? Like now is right. not the time. And when I talk to other great leaders like yourself, one of the things they, they always say is like, I need to know what my teachers need. If they don't tell me, like, I can't help them with that. Like, now is not the time to go, well, I don't want to bother someone. Like, it, now is the time to go, like, it'd be really great if I have X, Y, Z. That doesn't mean you're going to get X, Y, and Z, but it, at least, like, it's known that you need that. So now, at least in the back of your head as the leader, you can go, hey, I need to have that on my radar. And this is the fourth time I've had this conversation, so maybe let's let's have a, a, a discussion. Well, another great thing you talked about was collaborating with others, right? Like, so I, I've heard a lot about this, that instead of calling it um, social distancing, we need to start calling it physical distancing because we should not be socially distancing ourselves from one another. Um, I, I want to rephrase that so no one mishears this if they're watching the re-recording. We should be following the protocols of following social distancing. Absolutely. I'm not saying don't do that. What I'm saying is we should still be social with one another while respecting the distance we're supposed to have from one another. So that means, just like you said, um, 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 just like you said, uh, we need to be communicating, we need to be talking, we need to be um, uh, working with one another to find solutions. So Ray Hewitt just reminded me, um, um, I am inviting you, we have talked about this, we do have an administrative yeah. mastermind. So we are bringing in administrators from everywhere we possibly can. And we, we honestly want to have a conversation like this um, with as many great minds like yourself as we possibly can, because the truth is Rob is not the only administrator going through this right now. Every administrator, um, every administrator in the country is going through this right now. And my gut, gut is that Rob's already shared some amazing solutions right now. Um, but on April 15th, I want to find out some other solutions that other principals and other leaders and, and, and have the conversation of like, what's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? And how can we put this together into a conversation that's productive for everyone? Um, so I'm really excited about our administrative mastermind happening next week, April 15th. I will be sending you an invite very shortly for that, Rob, by the way. Thank you. So appreciate you <laughs> but, um, but absolutely, it's really important we stay connected. Um, and I love that's been like a theme. Um, almost every single thing you've talked about is there's a pedagogy background to it because that's just your style anyway. But there's also like this, this underlying backbone of like relationships and people. And I think that's a really important takeaway. Um, like this is about people. This is about connections. This is about making sure people have what they need. And this is a great example, I think, of just Maslow's before blooms, right? Like we have to make sure people have what they need to be successful before we start increasing our accountability or worrying about that. I'll let you kind of ebb on that for a second if you want. <laughs> but I mean, you're absolutely right. Like if 
we had to provide people with the tools and the resources. But we also make them on the emotional level. Like people aren't just going to get on and do do this work. For me, I think that's the hardest part for me to accept right now, and the part that I struggle with is when kids are in school. Yeah, okay, so they're studying fractions or doing this, but they're also getting that time build those relationships and to learn different skills of how to, you know, how to work through different struggles, how to go and understand how to work with other people and how to collaborate successfully. Like there's so many underlying skills that kids learn in school that just aren't curriculum based and we're losing that. And so, and, and that's a struggle for me is how can I continue to build some of these skills? So for me as a leader, like I get on, I'm doing a daily reallow for my kids. We're um, nice. working with some different um, book companies and I got permission and I'm doing recordings. I'm recording myself reading a book. So kids hear books read aloud every day. I'm yeah. um, putting together right now a little thing where I miss talking to my kids. So one of the things I'm doing is uh, I went on to Brain Pop Jr. and found a video on writing letters. And so yeah. I'm going to send that up to my kids and I'm going to have the kids send me a letter and then I'm going to respond back to the kids with a letter back. Like, there's just so many things that we can still do, but it's, again, knowing what to do. And I think that's that's the hard part is figuring out well, what can I still do to engage my kids? But, you know, I've seen some schools out there and they're still doing like, you know, a morning announcement where they're sharing like a kindness technique or something that they can do to kind of like build kids up and, and remind them of different ways that they can each other. There's so many great ideas out there and it's trying to pick out what ones are going to work best for your community and your and I think that's the hard part is what do my kids need right now? What can I do best to support them and find every little thing I can? That's awesome. That's your style too, just doing anything you can to help your staff. I think every time we've had a conversation, it always starts with, well, what can we do to help them? How can we, what aren't we doing that we can do? Um, so I love that about your style. Mark Heller, who's another great uh, middle level principal in Illinois, just dropped in. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Um, I'm glad you're coming in. And Ray also shared the link for that mastermind. If you're interested or you have, you want to share this with your principal, if you're a teacher or if you're a leader that has a team of other leaders that want to join this conversation, it's teachbetter.com slash mastermind is the link. If you go there, you can just sign up so we kind of know you're coming and we'll make sure you get everything you need. Teachbetter.com slash mastermind. So I'm actually really excited about that conversation, Rob, because um, I get to talk to a bunch of different administrators, but never all at the exact same time. So I'm really excited to kind of get everyone in the same digital room, socially distanced room, and uh, um, and really have that conversation. But I, I love some of the ideas you're talking about, like making sure students are still getting read aloud. Um, and like you even talked about like cooking in front of your students, like giving these like really creative tasks. So, or the letter writing, like you're going old school, but in like the best way possible at that point. Right. Cause now for a first, second or a kinder, a K through first grader, you're like, you're working on letters, you're working on uh, writing, you're working on all of these skills. And if you want to think about it from like a fourth through fifth grader, you can talk about audience. Who, what's your purpose of writing the letter, the type of letter you're writing. So here's a, a single activity that you've crafted that you can give every parent in your school. And yep. no matter what grade level their student's at, they can benefit from that. Like that's such a great idea. And, I, and that's a really good example, I think, of non, 
stressful, like low stress, low stakes opportunities that are continuing thinking, continuing to engage students and continuing to make them active. And I really just love that concept. Like it doesn't have to be 60 minutes worth of math work. It could be find a recipe and follow it with your family um, and write down all the fractions you used in, in your measurements, right? Like, like that's such a cool thing for the parent and the student to do. And who knows, maybe you're finding that one of the students loves cooking or baking all of a sudden, and now they're super yeah. engaged in that process. Um, one thing I want to touch on with you, um, sure. uh, we've been here for like a half an hour, so I don't want to keep you here all morning. I know you got, uh, you know, things to do, a busy guy. Um, so, <laughs> but one of the things uh, I want to touch on is you talked about a lot of innovation happening with your staff. What are the things that you're excited about when this is all over, when this is all back to quote unquote normal, that this like, so let's look at the silver lining of all this. So this is kind of crazy right now. Teachers are having to basically Apollo 13 and figure this out, you know, every day. Okay. Like, and they're just figuring all this out and they're trying new things and they're seeing what works and what doesn't. So for me, I, I try to look at things from a positive standpoint. Like I'm really excited for August next year because you have a lot of teachers that are going to have a ton of new tools in their belt. So like, what is the silver lining? What are the positives that you think can come out of this not so positive situation? Well, I agree with you. Like now, one thing I don't agree is I'm, I'm not looking forward to August. I'm looking forward to May 15th because that's supposed to be when we're going back to school. Oh, and I'm excited wow. To get, okay. Yeah. So like, I'm excited. Like I, I'm keeping that hope alive that we are coming back on May 15th. Cause I mean, my kids are going to miss out on, on fifth grade promotion. We're, we're missing out on our, yeah. we do a big community day where I invite community members in who have different jobs around our community and they come in, they teach the kids about their jobs and what they do. And they bring in just different things. And it's like a hands-on career day for kids. And so we do all kinds of fun stuff at the end of the year that my kids are going to miss. Like right now, um, there's a lot of noise around me because the, I have people in my library. We're remodeling our library. And this wow. is a project we've been going on for four years now. And so we're finally, we finally got the money and we raised the money and we're having new carpet installed, we're having all the walls painted. We got new furniture coming in, the installation desk. Yeah, you won't even recognize the room when you come down next time. I know. That's where I hang out most of the time. <laughs> but these, these kids who are in fifth grade this year, they've been they've been with me working on this project since they've been in second grade. And like so I'm 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 keeping hopeful that we're coming back April or May 15th because I want those kids to come back to school and have time to experience what we're doing. So like that's that's something I'm looking forward to. And so I keep my hope alive by doing different projects around school. I put all brand new mulch around my playground. I'm, painting different things. I'm working on different projects, trying to make it so when the kids come back, there's something to look forward to and something exciting. Um, but as far as the silver line for my teachers, like they are learning different skill sets and they're learning how to utilize technology, but they're also learning that, you know, homework in the future doesn't have to go and be a worksheet. It doesn't have to go and be problems out of a textbook. It, you know, like we can send stuff home and we can be creative online and send them something that they can do and, I'm hoping that when they come back next year, you're going to see some of this thinking that we're using for this digital learning now start integrating itself into the classroom and how my teachers are going to go and transfer that same concept into their teaching next year. And I think they're going to have the confidence now 
because they were kind of just thrown into the fire. Like, here you go, learn how to do this real, real quick. And then right. pick up the skills and we're providing them that support to be able to do it now. So I'm hoping that when we come back, you're going to see that all kind of integrated and pushed into the classroom next year. Um, whether it is sending home stuff that they have to research at night before they come in the next day to go and discuss in the classroom the next day, or, you know, here's your homework tonight. I want you to go home and I want you to, to measure your bedroom and then measure your parents' bedroom and find the area in the perimeter and then have that conversation with your parents about how come they got the bigger bedroom than you did, you know, finding fun, <clears throat> make education and learning fun and exciting and to really help engage them in the process. But, you know, to me, that, that's got to be the level we take it because we can't come back and just keep doing the same thing. We've been exposed Honestly. to this new beast and we got to yeah. embrace it and we got to <laughs> take on. And I'm hoping that these skills are going to transfer into what we're doing in the future. I love that. Like you can't ignore all the growth that you've experienced over the last month or two, right? Like as exactly. a teacher, like you can't just be like, I have all these tools, but I'm going to go back to doing things exactly the way I was before. It, Cause that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a disservice to the work you've done at that point. Right. Absolutely. And I love that. Does this make you reevaluate homework? I hope so. Oh, right? absolutely. Does this make you reevaluate how you assign homework, what those things are, what homework actually is, what continued learning means, right? Um, so I absolutely love that. That's absolutely amazing. So at the bottom of the screen, I did put that link for the masterminds. Um, Rob, I'm pretty sure you're joining us for that. As long as your schedule doesn't, nothing crazy, nothing else crazy happens, right? Teachbetter.com slash masterminds. I want to make sure that Anyone should share that with their administrators, their principals, their curriculum directors, their superintendents. We want as many great minds as possible. There. What time is it on the 15th? Uh, uh, I believe it's going to be at 1 o'clock Eastern. Oh, perfect. Um, I, I have to double check that. <laughs> early afternoon. Um, so um, with that said, um, do you have like if you could tell I I love we talked we covered a lot of stuff okay so we covered teachers we covered from a leadership perspective we covered support staff we covered parents as teachers lots of amazing value here in this conversation it was absolutely awesome just going through some of the bullet points um, we talked about making things easily accessible focusing on communication and connecting with your students on the human level first. So like the whole Maslow before blooms, I love that. Um, we talked about providing support for your teachers to Eastern. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> She's, I'm going to get in trouble for that. I'm going to get a text or a boxer. <laughs> I'm going to be mad that I got that time on. Two o'clock Eastern. Because I knew Ray would know the answer. It's one o'clock Central, which is what I was thinking. Um, but absolutely, um, uh, lots of amazing tools and resources uh, shared. Um, so do you have any parting words for everyone that's, that's on this chat, listening later on the, the teach better talk podcast or, um, anyone that's watching this live right now, what would be your, your final kind of remember this before you leave kind of thing? I think it has to be, you know, just to remember to engage your kids and to be that support that they need. And right now that they are struggling as much as you are with social distancing and they just really need to hear your voice, see your face, and have that communication with you because you spent three quarters of the year building those relationships. 
and you are that, that rock that they need. You are that support that they look to every day. They spend more time with you during the day than they do sometimes their own families. And so you got to be there to be the person for them. And so just find a way. And it doesn't matter if it is writing them handwritten letters. It doesn't matter if it's calling them on the phone. It doesn't matter how you want to do it. You got to find a way just to keep communicating with kids and, and having that connection with them. And I think that's the most important thing that we can do right now is let them know that it's going to be okay and that you got their back and that you're going to be there to support them. I think that's, that's what it all comes down to at this point. Yeah. I think if they, if every teacher can do that, we're going to get through this just fine. Absolutely. We can make sure happy, healthy and safe and feeling still connected to that social environment, that culture of the school that they, they love so much. I think that's amazing. So I'll, that I'm let, yeah, take, take 100%. Risk right now. you have nothing to lose by trying something new. <laughs> yes. Go out there and just try it. Like, so what happens if it fails? Okay. So now tomorrow you try something different. Like, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Just try something new. Get out there and just do it. I love it. I'm going to let you have the last word on this, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for Daily Drop-In. Whether you're listening to this later or watching live, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, Rob, I want to thank you again for your time, your expertise, and as always, your insight from this morning. Um, thank you so much. And everyone, have an amazing, awesome day and stay safe out there.